This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Ah, yes, the magnificent Trolley Sourbright Crawler, also known as Trollicus brightolus. The worm's captivating neon colour makes it an easy gummy prey. Trolley! It's a surprisingly sour, invitingly chewy, staggeringly snackable species unlike anything else found on this planet. Eat me! Delicious. Visit trolley.com to shop now. Trolley, eat me! This episode is brought to you by Dove. You use all the right skincare products for your face, but your body has been missing out. With new Dove Serum Body Wash, you can give your body the vitamin C glow it's been wanting, the hydration boost it's been craving, and the active skincare ingredients it deserves. It's time for your body care era. New Dove Serum Body Wash. Get Dove or get FOMO. If you're thinking... I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! This is Disasters and Triumphs, a new podcast brought to you by Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, Deputy Editor and host of the podcast, and in this series I'm inviting some of our favourite people from the food world to share pivotal moments in their careers. I'll be asking about first steps, inspiring people they met on the way, and what it felt like when success arrived. We'll also explore the flip side of that and talk about tougher times that knocked them off course, how they got back on track, and what they learnt as a result because sometimes failure can be just as inspiring as success. So um, today we're welcoming Imad Alonab to the podcast. After many years spent building up a successful business in Damascus, including restaurants, juice bars and a cafe, he was forced to flee Syria during the civil war of 2015, his restaurants all destroyed in six days. He spent three months traveling through 10 countries, finally arriving at the Calais refugee camp where he stayed for 64 days before ending up in the UK in October 2015. In 2017, Imad found his way back to food, hosting a series of restaurant pop-ups which showcased his cooking and raised funds to help refugees, hospitals and aid programs. In 2021, he opens his first permanent space in Kingley Court off Carnaby Street, Imad's Syrian Kitchen, in which he aims to share some of his most loved family Syrian recipes. Welcome to the podcast, Imad. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, that's a, a very short introduction to what was a huge journey for you. I'd like to go back to the beginning of your journey and maybe talk about a little bit about your life, you know, before you were forced to flee Syria, when you had that successful business um, before that. You know, what, what was it? 
um, at the beginning that kind of sparked your interest in food? When, when did you first know that you were going to become a cook or that it was in your blood? Uh, to be honest, uh, from the from the very beginning, um, uh, no, it it wasn't. Uh, I always liked to be involved in in my mother kitchen, and something. This is something from the. Honestly, it was. I, I don't remember when it started. It it's always been there, but um, in early, um, let's say in in, in latest eighties, uh, early nineties wasn't really a, like uh, for my parents as um, at least it wasn't the best idea for me to become a chef or a cook like everyone else they wanted me to be either a doctor engineer or whatever um, but I had the easy path to if, if I could say so to become a a fashion designer, a textile, textiler like my father and my uncles. I do have 14 uncles, all of them uh, working in textiles and fashion designing. Um, and uh, yeah, this is this is where it's all start. Um, uh, I'm not saying that I don't like to be a fashion designer, uh, but it's not me. Uh, I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time doing it, but it wasn't really me. I think you've got enough in the family. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> and to be honest, it's not a, it's not an easy competition with them. But it wasn't me. I always uh, prefer to be with my mother in the kitchen instead of um, working anything else. Uh, to be honest, even as a kid, I was preferring it to play with my with my with my friends. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit strange for them, uh, uh, but my mother get me from the from the very beginning. So, how did you convert the? You know, you didn't. You decided to to not go down the textiles. Um, how did you convert this sort of love of cooking into actually? Ending up owning and running these successful uh, restaurants. Honestly, it's it's took me so long to convince men to con uh, to convince them first. Um, starting from uh, uh, my father have a really really nice um, uh, um, a side near of uh, the oldest market in the whole world. It's called the Hamidiya Market. And uh, honestly, once once he bought this uh, side, immediately I thought this is could be a very nice restaurant, and this is could be something like really really special. Um, uh, during that time, I was in Dubai, actually not in Damascus, but uh, yeah, I told them if if you ever want me to be back. I will have this side as a restaurant and it was a good idea. So yeah, they say, why not? Let's, let's try it. Uh, for them, it was a little bit like a gambling, but not for me. I thought I can do something special, something different, something uh, unusual for Damascus where it's not a typical shawarma or falafel or anything like this. I just wanted to have a um, few fast food where I create and um, and this is where it's all start and honestly it was really really brilliant idea I didn't do anything special I just 
my my own simple recipes in in a very good way to to serve it there it was the new recipes i start to pick names for it usually it's what i start to do is to do to call my my uh, uh dishes or plates uh, according to the city in the walls or or even countries so i had an indian chicken or uh italian uh beef or yeah you know it's it's not real names for for these recipes but it was it was inspired for 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 example with all of these spices from around the world and people loved it there honestly it was That's a nice. huge success so you started off not with the traditional Syrian, but with your kind of no. Imad's mashups. Exactly. <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it, it was something like bites I like to do or bites I like to, to have and uh, convert it to either sandwiches or me, small meals to take away, enjoy it while you in the market. And it was a huge success from the very beginning. So... We had a Philadelphia sandwich, a New York sandwich, London sandwich. It, it was really I fun. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, sometimes it's awkward. Like London sandwich at that time originally was fish and chips. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. But, but to be honest, do- it was Syrian fish and chips. Uh, uh, sorry, right. I, I don't know how to describe it, but a London sandwich was fish and chips with um, test of Damascus. Like we used a lot of cumin, right? And, yeah, yeah. Special spices make it more more Syrian than British. To be oh honest. my god, it sounds absolutely <laughs> delicious. I think it you did. should bring it, it back. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned that your mother was a big um, was a big sort of influence on your cooking and. When I asked you who was the most inspiring person, you said it was her. I mean, was she, was she always at the hearth, sort of cooking the person who was providing the family yes, with the food? Yeah. Actually, definitely her, not just because of the uh, cooking. It's um, my mother was like really, really hard worker woman, and she was. Um, uh, in in many ways, she helped my father build his own career. She helped me wo- working on my career. She was always behind the scenes, but she was very creative, very artist woman. She know her passion was more on in. in uh, first of all, she's really really a good cook, but her passionate more about uh, embroidery and uh, creating things like drawing on the silk or on the glass. She was like truly artist. Um, She was taking care of everyone, uh, honestly. Um, uh, Her parents, my father, me, my family, my daughters, uh, their education and uh, my niece and nephews. Um, Yeah, she's she's a great woman. Um, But... I think I think because all of this uh, tired in her tiredness in her life, um, sadly, um, forty days after arriving to the UK, she passed away. Uh, actually, actually, it was fifty days exactly. She she was um, 
feeling not well forty days after I arrived to the UK, and ten days later she passed away. Yeah, but she's always she's always um, um, she's always ideal to me. Actually, she she teach me the only two things I'm using in right now: how to speak English and how to cook. And she has <laughs> what else? You need? Yeah, she has all the credit. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What Honestly, my English of... didn't prove not even one, uh, not at all. This is th- m- me speaking English right now. It's exactly what my mother teach me you. when when I was a kid. Well, it's a lot better than my Syrian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what um, what do you think she'd think about your? where you are now you know and and opening this restaurant right off carnaby street which is i mean one of the most famous streets in london to be honest she she's she was always at least she make me feel like if she proud of me and my brother and sister all the way even when we were kids she was always showing her love and her um how how proud she is in in whatever we do even even when when it's something silly or something uh, she was supportive from the from the very uh beginning stick around for more inspirational chat stories and advice from Imad thinking about the the sort of success side of things i, I guess you've you've had it you've had you've had it twice because you had this successful business back in Damascus where you were running various different restaurants and your juice bar mm-hmm. and then you know you're about you've kind of built it all back up again to be launching this you know what 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 is what is success for you what what do you what does it feel to be like honest, next time was much easier <laughs> <laughs> the second yeah. time around <laughs> yeah God. <laughs> Second time was much easier, uh, but it's it was much more emotional to be honest because um, uh, it was a very hard journey from Syria to here. Lost of of my business in in Damascus was a very uh, sad and um, destroying somehow for me. I mean, but uh, uh, yeah, it was very emotional having all of this all over again um and uh, honestly now i can pick and choose i don't want to i don't want a big restaurants anymore i don't want a 24 hours restaurants anymore i want something i enjoyed in it and it's not all about building uh, business only uh, i think uh i think with my journey from syria to here it's give me like a little bit different um thinking about everything in the world, um, especially in what is the important things in the world. Um, so let's say when, when I lost my, my restaurants back there in Damascus, I wasn't, I didn't have time to be sad about them just because I didn't have time to be sad. I didn't, I, um, the, my only consider at that time is to, uh, escape with my daughters and my wife to somewhere uh, safer. Um, so, in, in in this in this times, you you find out that business or uh, is not that important 
as you think it is. It's uh, it's something to carry on your life with, but the most important part, and this is where why I was really, really lucky. My wife and my daughters are fine. And uh, so this is why I was one of the luckiest between my neighbors, to be honest. I didn't lose any of my family, uh, at least my close family, uh, during this uh, during this war, yeah, is it family's very important to you? I mean, you said you had fourteen uncles. Yes, and I think you said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was reading somewhere where you were saying um, it's no big deal for me to cook for a hundred people because that's like a family exactly. Yeah, so so our restaurant now in in uh, Carnaby Street. A maximum kind of fit 60 people. And uh, yeah, if I have a family reunion, I, I don't know where to fit them in my restaurant. So definitely it's not. They wouldn't deal. fit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, the, in 1991, it? we were 98 mm. cousins and we, step, we stopped counting cents. You just don't bother counting anymore. No, no, it's no. just whoever turns up. You, <laughs> yeah. I could get into your house pretending yeah. I was your cousin, yeah, couldn't exactly. I? <laughs> <laughs> what recipe would you make for yourself or others when you're kind of looking for comfort or trying to soothe yourself? Um, could you? Unfortunately, sweets. <laughs> this is something. Yeah. Always sweet. Is it always, always sweet? sweet yeah, always sweet uh-huh. things. Uh, I do love. I do love something called, um, um, in Syria we call it awami, uh, which is um, uh, fried pastries soaked in, 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 uh, in sugar, in, uh, in, in sugar syrup with uh, orange flower water. But uh, in different countries, in Oman and Gulf area, Yemen, uh, they call it a gemat, where they have something similar, but they soak it in date molasses. And I have this special version where I put both of them together. So it's it's really a good one. Yeah. What kind of pastry is it? Is it like a dough, like a donut, or is it like exactly. a pastry? Like a, yeah, exactly. Oh, no, it is like yeah. a donut. So yeah, it has yeah. a yeast, a yeast, and then you let it rise, and then you deep fry it. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's... That would make me very happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, it makes on... me really happy all the time. And look at yeah. me now. <laughs> Will that be on the menu at your at your new place? Uh, yes, in special occasions, like we will have it with the supper clubs, and not all the time because right freshness with it it's really important. So we will yeah. have it with the supper clubs, and when uh, you can do it, yeah, yeah. special occasions, yes. Tell us, tell us some of the, um, tell us about the style of, of the menu at Imad's Syrian Kitchen when it opens. What kind of things are you going to be having on there? It's going to be a very simple menu, first of all. So we will have um, around eight starters, uh, four main courses and two or three desserts maximum. Uh, from the um, dessert, we will have the Syrian ice cream, which is pistachio creamy ice cream it's really really lovely you're gonna love it um and uh, uh, from the main course we will have some vegan options like uh, vegan hindi which is uh, uh, tomato paste topped with 
uh, with uh, baked, uh, grilled uh, vegetables. Um, we'll have slow-cooked lamb. We'll have uh, chicken skewers uh, with bulgur wheat. Uh, for the starters, we'll have um, falafel, hummus, baba ganoush, uh, salads, uh, and few signature dishes, dips and salads. Yeah. So is it yeah. all to be is all to be put out and shared and sort of definitely, dived into? Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. Actually, sharing is um, sharing is uh, how we eat in in Damascus. We don't have mm. we we don't have individual plates. It's all the only yeah. your plate that you will have something from the small plates in the middle of the table. I want to keep it that way. I love that way, and. Uh, uh, um um honestly diversity in 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 food in syria is really very important i think for for yeah and you can find something for everyone so yeah at the same table you will have meat uh vegan uh vegetarian gluten free all Amazing. of it so yeah yeah we have everyone's going to be happy <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I just wanted to ask you um, if you were going to give, go back and give yourself any advice to your younger self, what what would that advice be? Looking back at everything that's happened, and that's a lot. Um, definitely spending time, it's more, uh, spending more time with the people you love. Yeah. Because... Um, Honestly, you will never know when you're going to lose them. And uh, people are the most important thing in the in the whole life. And uh, for, for some time after I lost my business in Damascus in 2012, until I left Damascus in 2015, in those three years, somehow I lost my believe in in humanity um i felt like if we left behind if we um uh, the other world doesn't really know what we are going through or what we um uh, struggling um until honestly i met all of these volunteers and nice people along along the way from from Greece to the UK and then even inside the UK all of these nice people working on on human rights working on good things in in the world um it makes me believe again and uh, uh if I can say one advice to all of these people who's not involved uh, w- w- with whatever happening in the in the whole world, if this is something happening to me, I, I honestly there is no surprises in the world. In two thousand and nine, I um, I thought I had it all and I had it for good, just because everything was more than perfect. Restaurants, families, houses, cars. Um, I had a good life. And in my, like, 
my biggest consider was at that time where I'm going to spend my holiday in summer. Um, this 24 hours um, restaurants, who's going to, I'm, I'm going to need like a, new people to work there. I want to promote this thing. Uh, I want to have a new dish. This is, was my um, biggest concern. Uh, but now it's totally different view to the whole world. Uh, honestly, it's really important for those you love them, that to tell them that you are love them, you, you love them. Um, they want to hear it more and you can't say it enough. <laughs> and so honest, honestly, even, even for those who, who, um, now I don't know, um, I do love everyone. I have, um, um, I'm really glad to do what, what we are doing right now in Emad Syrian Kitchen. It is a restaurant. It is, uh, a, uh, um, a business. But also, it's it's a place for everyone to feel like home. This is why we are partnered with uh, Choose Love Charity. This is why we are doing uh, a lot of good things in the in the in different areas in the world, uh, starting from the UK all the way to Syria and behind Syria. Uh, wherever we can do something good, we will and. Uh, Honestly, it makes me feel much better about myself and about um, and about my project. It it will be something special. I'm very sure of it because it's uh, it's not included only uh, good food. It's a good cause. It's um, it. There is always something to pay back to the community, and hopefully. Uh, Everyone will will be there. Will feel like if it's their like if it's their own house or somewhere, they will feel comfortably. Yeah. So I mean, you are you're an absolute inspiration, Imran. Thank you very um, much. And if if people want to learn more, they can go online. It's Imad Syrian Kitchen. Type that in, or you're on um, Instagram as well. Yes. Um, but. Um, and you can go and find out more about Imad's story and the, the great work he's doing with Choose Love. But thank you so much for coming to chat to us today. It's thank been you really so lovely much. to meet you. Thank you um, very much. And yeah, looking forward to the restaurant opening. But I'll thank, see you thank you thank so you. much. I really had a great time. Thank you. You've been listening to Disasters and Triumphs, an Olive Magazine podcast series. To find out more about the series, including the recipes we talk about in each episode, visit olivemagazine.com where you'll also find our huge back catalogue of over 200 podcast episodes. Don't forget to subscribe at Acast, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode.